Hello, and welcome to the Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Super Tuesdays, you know how we do, Chatham. It's been a few minutes since I've done a live show, and I had to take a few minutes to kind of process through 2020 and Christmas, man, because, man, 2020 was something else. 2021 seems to still be the gift that keeps on giving. But that's okay. We give all of our cares, we cast our cares on him. He'll care for us. So I've had these, these struggles, you know, I've been doing this show probably the better part of five years. And each time I get ready to to record an episode, I begin to wonder, you know, what am I going to talk about, Lord? I mean, what is there to say and not to say and what do you do and not to do? But one of the things that kept standing out on my mind is to do like a year in review, just kind of walk through the things that we went through and I've been through personally and kind of helps me understand where I'm going. 2020 was something else. I mean, you figure right now, we're pretty much a year to the day. Kobe Bryant and the other young people and a mother and a father died on that fatal helicopter crash. And it's funny because I remember when I did, you know, the show top and I have to I have, I come into grips with what these are. These are messages, right? These are for, for some and their sermons in, in an atypical manner. Some of them are just talk show topics, right? And, and they're just means to pass on the good news. It's meaning to pass on a message. It's, it's it's meant to be able to bring the word of God through a talk show. And I get it. So, and, and I've been running from the whole concept of, ooh, pastor, minister, are you this or this or that? But, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to to record this message because if we took a moment and just stopped running, just stop running from the things that we were supposed to do, running from our purpose, running from the things that we volunteered to do. And I think that's what's really funny because I know on several episodes I've said when I had a friend of mine, AD, on, we had just re-aired him not too long ago, that interview with him. And we, we share those times where the word says that God foreknew us. He means he knew us before he, he knitted us in our mother's womb. Okay, so we're not going to get super spiritual and all into that because you know i'm not gonna do king james today i know that's for sure because when you talk when you when you you say to people or at least listen to the old folks in the church always oh if he knew us before he knitted us in our mother's womb that's fancy church talk to give you the the stance that god knew us before we were born into flesh i think that's where a point where a lot of our minds just explode at that moment when you go wait a minute we say it and we talk about it a lot and we kind of walk through that whole thing. And it's easy for, and my dad used to say all the time, it's easy believism when you really start to talk about the word of God, when you talk about the miracles of God, when you talk about what God can do for other people. But far too, for us to say far less often, do we really talk about what God's really doing in our lives? what he's really doing for us and do we really believe what God can do and wants to do for us? And so I make the distinction because God can do anything for us. 
Some people get it mixed up and thinks that God is going to do anything to us because we think God is some type of you know spiritual police officer or some demonized God that's, that does people poorly and he gives people diseases, he gives people you know bankruptcy, he gives people homelessness, he gives people coal in your Christmas stocking. And, you know, that's not really what this thing is all about. When the word says that God knew us before we got here on earth, before we were put into the form of flesh, before we got into these bodies that are mostly water, before we got into these bodies, we were spirit that knew what God wanted us to know. And I have no clue because I'm not back in heaven again at this moment, so I don't know what we, what we knew then. None of us do. None of us knew what we knew in heaven. But so many of us don't want to admit the fact that we were there already and came here and are on our way back because so many of us act like we're, live like we're scared to death. And it's funny because in, in just dealing with that topic and peeling back the layers of dealing with just the thought, just the, just, okay, you can use it for the seminarians. When you're exegeting that scripture, when you're peeling it back, when you're digging in and when you're wrestling to, when you're spending some time meditating upon the word, just get fancy gospel. When you spend some time reading and just thinking about what we are, which is spirit in a fleshly human body. When you really think about what we were doing before, even just to allow your mind to imagine, spend some time meditating and ask the Lord, Lord, what was I doing before I got here? Was I in class learning for, for, because time didn't have any, any relevance in heaven. It didn't have a place. It didn't, doesn't exist. So we could have been sitting in class for what would have been the equivalent for two millennia, learning and learning and learning what the Lord wanted us to know, it, what he told us what needed to happen from generation to generation. And if, if there was such a generational thing, obviously there, there was no people being born, just created. The Lord spoke and they in. Things came to be. Okay, if you don't want to believe that, the Bible says what? Lord said that there be light, and there was. Lord spoke things into existence. I don't care if you believe in the Big Bang Theory or not. When the Lord speaks a thing, it's gonna, there's going to be a bang with it, and something is going to happen. Whether you hear the bang, of, if it's a tree that fell in the forest and no one's around, it's still going to make some noise. You can get caught up with the chicken or the egg if you want to, but God made the chicken and God made the egg. He made the earth. Whether you believe it was six days, any rest on the seventh day, man, I'd be tired out the first few minutes of what God has done. Just what he's doing in my life, I'm tired a lot of the time because of what he's doing through me. What he's allowing me to see. If we dealt with just the part of what we were doing before. And I think it's a marvelous thing when you realize that the Lord gives us these gaps in our memory because this this mind that we've got, though the though scientist says we don't use our brains to full capacity, and I think it's probably a healthy thing, right? Because when the people back in biblical times were building that tower to meet God, Tower of Babel, and I know... I had a show topic or a message about that several months ago when I talked about what that really was and how it was during the time when shortly after the Lord said, go, be, you know, go forth, be fruitful and multiply type of thing. And, you know, the whole 
Adam and Eve story. It wasn't too long after that. And, you know, people weren't supposed to go and stop and build an altar or a tower to anything. They were supposed to go throughout all corners of the earth and subdue the land. That's That was their charter. That's what they were told to do. So they, they stopped and they thought, you know what? Let's use the rest of our brain power. We, we know that we that, that God created us. We know we, we were kind of coming out of this whole Garden of Eden philosophy. So everybody got ex, you know, expelled or kicked out or uh, what's happened when you don't pay your mortgage or rent and they have a, oh, eviction, there you go. So we, we were all evicted from the garden. So we're all kind of looking for a new place to live and moving around the world. And some folks decided, you know, we're, we're going to go back home. We're going to build this tower. God's in heaven. We're going to build this tower and we're going to go. And the Lord said, wait a minute, got the Lord, we got the Lord's attention. He was like, wait a minute, hold on. If I don't go down there and stop them, they're going to reach here, us. And nothing that they're going to ask for or want or desire is going to be denied to them. So let's think about that for a second. Those people during the Tower of Babel times, though they were going against God's law, they were using their faith to the fullest. They believed and they, they were able to work together. There was anybody, Democrat, Republican, Freedom and Peace, Green Party. There was no, what are these people running around last, that right now, the, the people who support Trump, those who don't Trump, people want to make America great again. None of that was going on. No one was concerned about making Eden great again because we screwed it all up. But, but, and some folks think that the U.S. is Eden, but we've screwed that all up too. And uh, lots of other colorful words you can use, but, but that's okay. We're not going to do that right now. We're going to we're going to talk and stay on the stay on the path because we spend so much time off the path that we that we think that that's the path. And, and if so. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into the into the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. And I throw that out there now because it's so funny. So many of us right now, we spend so much time caught up in what the things of this world says, wants, does, media, who likes us, who doesn't like us, who follows us, who doesn't follow us, who listen to our program, who doesn't listen to our program. I don't want to be all over the place today, but I, I feel like I'm on a rant that needs to happen. So God, we, this is this is what you've ordained for today. The point of this thing is, if we truly believed in the I am God and the things that we can do that's positive and stop believing in the things that I can't do, we believe, so many of us believe that believe more and solely into the things that we can't do that we have a hard time believing in the things that we can't do. Well, some people say, hello, lights. In this case, a uh, hello, speaker system and microphone. I get it. Hello, streaming system. Hello, internet. Yeah. I'm the chief one of all. I, the Lord has spoken to me enough times, either to me directly or through other people and through his word to, to understand that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Inside of me is all I need. If we've read the scriptures, whether it be Proverbs, Psalms, or any one of the books of the Bible that talks about the things that you can do, if you actually, we actually believe that 
greater is he that is in me, meaning inside of our out of our body, the hearts and mind, and you can wherever you find in your heart where you believe the center of your spirit lives, whether it's in your heart, it's in your mind, some combination thereabout or whatever, your unconsciousness, subconscious, whatever this consciousness is, it's some part of all of the above. If you believe the greater is he, capital H, meaning the, the God three in one, that is in, that is in that lives in me, that is, then he, little H, that is in the world. If we actually believed that, we wouldn't have any need for political affiliation because we should be worried about our, our, our relational affiliation with God, not relational with politics. Why would we be storming the Capitol building when we need to be going to church? And I'm not talking about the building. So don't, don't, don't those who are into the church thing, let's go have COVID together. You know, that's, don't get excited about that. Let's not get it twisted. And those who are going to be mad can be mad. Those who want to, you know, recall the governor or the president, whatever you want to do, do that. But, but I promise you, if you're spending all that time trying to take some money out of office, you better be spending that equal amount of time or greater praising and, and, and meditating on who's in the greatest office. And I should say it this way, that's meditating on who is on the throne. Who gives a rip about who's in office? Obviously, so many of you do because you're out there tearing up stuff, burning stuff down and delivering bricks on pallets to places so rioters can throw bricks into buildings, allowing doors to get open, not answering calls for police to come by macing yourself or rubbing onions on your face. Where is Christ being honored in any of that? But yet we talk about each other like we're dogs, but we want to sit up on TV and social media and say, in the name of God, we need to do this. Well, obviously that's a little G because most of us don't have it right. What did God put us here for? I'm sure it had nothing to do with making political idols and putting that in front of his program. I'd have to, I, I find it, I mean, again, I wasn't, I don't remember what the job boards were in heaven when I left. So, so I, I'm, I know my job board wasn't to go down and be the president of the United States. My, I know my job board wasn't to go down and storm the Capitol. I, I'm sure that was not on anyone's job description. Maybe it was back in the day when there needed to be a revolutionary war, but it's not revolutionary right now because that's already been done. That ain't an, that's, that's, we need a new thing. We need, we need to do something new. Oh, I got something new. How about if we serve God with all we, with all we have? Hmm, that's, that would be new. They say, oh, no, no, they already did that. Man, That was Azusa Street Revival. Oh, Okay. But so obviously a lot of us forgot. Hmm. Funny how the Bible talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. That means if you don't like, if you don't like me for the amount of melanin and pigment in my skin and not the content of my character, and you're going to burn a cross in front of my house or run me over or hit me with a brick or hang my, lynch my sons and castrate me because I don't look like you. That's a problem because if God made us all, that means we are made in the image of God and we are made perfect. 
And the word says we have the mind of Christ. So that means that if you're killing me, you don't like me. And that means that you don't like God. You don't like Christ. It means you have a heart problem. You have an issue with Christ, not me. And if you have an issue with Christ, you got a hard problem ahead of you because you can't beat God. You can't beat him given. You can't beat him up and you can't take him off the throne. You Some of you decide to take him out of school. But, but what's funny is you took God out of school, but you put the schools right back in the house where God lives for some of us. You put church back in the house we had to actually do something with it and not just fall asleep and not just send you tithe then. Because some of us honestly believe that if we, if we tithe in church, we got a better seat down in front, got better parking, got a chance to speak to the pastor, got a chance to text and got to go to his house for Christmas and New Year's. Oh, I'm sorry, I better stop. My bad. Some folks believe if you actually work for the church, you actually get preferential treatment. Uh-oh. Hello, Internet. I'm sorry, my bad. Some folks believe if you're a PK that you can do anything. But we've already been there because you can't do everything as a preacher's kid because someone's always watching you. But when you bring that point up, that's a problem. I learned that. I learned that's a problem. I learned it when I was a kid and I learned it again when I was an adult. The point of the rant is this. If we would spend, just if we just looked at the last year, what we've been able to do was basically just sit in isolation at home and really try to figure out what this is all for. What are we here for? What's the big picture, as they say? What are we supposed to do with this thing? And, and is it just about me? Is it about you? Is it about polit- uh, politics? Is it, is it about what? It's about living in fear and trembling of God. It's about filling your assignment. It's about being obedient to the Lord is about being attentive to his way and his calling for him. A big H, capital H, not little H, the devil running around, little H ourselves to try to figure out what we want. All the money in the world and he can't save us from COVID or cancer or whatever is out there to get us. People are mad about taking a vaccination people mad about not taking a vaccination people think you're going to grow a third eye out the top of the back of your skull you know people worried about this worried about that if you just would worry about when was the last time you heard from the lord ouch i would be more worried about that when was the last time you heard the lord's voice when was the last time that you dreamed and it was a word from the lord when was the last time someone you actually heard a word prophetic word for you when was the last time you did something that didn't serve your own motives and serve yourself when was the last time you cast your cares on him because he cared for you when was the last time you said something nice to someone without a backhanded compliment uh oh I'm sorry I'm not supposed to be treading on this so again I, for those of you you know who've listened to the show before you know, I've told you all before, I'm not trying to be the Howard Stern, the shock jock of Christian talk. But I'm not going to be sitting back and just let it go soupy soupy either. So if this is your first time listening to the Raising Men Show, welcome. Welcome to the Raising Men Show. And I'm your host, Mr. Rook. No, I'm kidding. I'm your host, Greg Carlisle. And we're dealing with this topic of, of a year. We're coming up very quickly on 12 months of being shut in and 
Some of us are told to shut up and dribble, shut up and play. Some of us are just told to shit, you know, sit in and shut up. But the problem, that's what been what the problem is. We've been shut up for so long, we don't know how to speak. We've lost our voice. We, we've lost the ability to speak with God and to hear back because we're so busy being evil to each other. We're going to deal with that a little bit more when we come back from this break. You're listening to The Raising Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We're taking a break from our series right now, but we'll be right back. It's been a long time. Preach, preach. If you really want to party with me, you got this is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to life and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for air times and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, William Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're back here. That's my youngest son, Jackson. Thank you, son, for giving me the introduction. Where we left off before break, listening, this past year, we lost a lot of people last year, whether it be tragic, it was, it was, they fall asleep and then wake up, cancer. I mean, it's funny because people die multiple, you you know, people die every day, every hour of every day, someone's dying. And, I just thought it was interesting how we spend so much time crying and putting flowers down for athletes and actors and all these other people that seem to have gotten our attention. But when was the last time somebody put up some flowers down for the garbage man that died or the guy that delivers the water to the house, those who still get water, sparklets or whatever it is delivered to your house? When was the last time somebody actually sent a car to a widow or a widower who wasn't a famous person, an influencer that you follow on Instagram or any types of social media? When was the last time that we actually sent an offering in without worrying about what was going to come back? When was the last time that someone didn't tell you to send your tithe and so the church keep their lights on? When was the last time that you that you did something that the Lord led you to do? And maybe we did make it even more basic than that. We, how many of us actually even know what the Lord's voice sounds like for us? Is Does the Lord speak to us in visual audio? Is it something we smell? Is it something we taste? Is it in a, a word? I mean, how do, how do you know? Because for all my churchy folks out there, you ought to, you know, this should be a pretty basic question. This is back to Sunday school. Those who have grown up in the South, the Baptist church, you should know what it, how the Lord speaks to you. You should know, and you've been to the catechisms and things like that, and you should understand how the Lord speaks and, and, and how he speaks to you. But for those who are not, you know, big time church people, and how does it feel? How do you know when you're doing the right thing? And, and I think that's where we've gotten so lost and 
have a broken disconnect in the generations because so often it's easy to say that the fathers are not present. Well, right now, somebody got to be present for the kids in these houses because the kids are at sc- are doing their schoolwork from home. So somebody's got to be present. I work from home and I'm blessed to be able to do that. But we have to make sure we understand what we're doing at home. We're still neglecting our kids. And it's funny because I've one of my kids had trouble with academics at school while they were sitting at home. And it's funny because so many kids talk about, oh my gosh, school's so hard. So school's so hard. I'm so stressed. I'm like, get out of here with that junk. You stressed and you sit on your couch. Sit in your room. Got some headphones on. Ain't nobody see you. You in pajamas. I'm sorry. I said that in my last show. I said that on the framework. Where's pajamas? People don't wear pajamas anymore. They're lounge pants. Tell the truth. You sit in your underwear with some boxes or some basketball shorts or some sweats, socks, no shoes, whatever you're sitting in. Half of you are not even taking showers, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, body smell like funk. I know because it's happened in my house. I got four young sons that live with me every day, all day. I'm constantly reminding them, you got a shower. One of the little dudes sat in here next to me with the heater on. He sits next to the heater. His body smells so bad when the heater came on and blew on me. It blew, fuck, it blew my whole office out. How in the world your child failed in school when they sit next to you in school right here in your house? I know how it happens. Don't lie about it. I sat there and watched my kid watching TV, sitting there with his books on his lap on the couch. And I said nothing as I went to my office. I thought, oh, he'll take care of it. He's a smart young man. He got it. Yeah, he got it, all right. He got four Fs. That's what he got. And I got mad at the school? No, I got mad at myself. Why? Because I wasn't taking responsibility. These school kids don't aren't the parents of your children. You are. I am. If you got a kid who's enrolled, take responsibility. There's no reason why anybody kids run around here talking about, oh, I can't do my homework. I didn't know what the homework was. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Most of the schools got apps and stuff and websites where you can tell exactly what those kids are getting. Your kids' books are sitting here right next to the, are the kids' books open? I oh, Craig, I can't I can't watch my kids and I can't be the 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 the, the lunch the lunch monitor, the cafeteria lady, the counselor, the security guard. I can't be the principal. I can't be the the teacher. I can't be the club what? You can't? What does the word say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or gives me strength, whatever whatever translation you choose to go through. Because what is happening is that while you're sitting at, at work, at home, barely doing your own job, trying to make it sound like it's important for you to be on that job, trying to get all which kids done. I need to make sure they know that I'm to taking care of business. Please, let people know that you're at home watching your own kids. Oh, you should be. We need to be taking more time to make sure our kids are, are adjusted, find out what situations they've got going on. How are they feeling? How are they doing? I know, trust me, I know I had to. I had to stop what I was doing for work. I, was, I have a customer service job currently, so I'm not going to, so let, me, let me cancel those words real quick when I have a customer service job. I, I, I work in a customer service capacity at the moment in this season of my life, and I was on the phone with the customer, and one of my sons came in to run into my office and, Dad, 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 I need you. Come quick. And I'm like, what is the house burning down? Dad, he's just, he, he, he was so freaked out, he couldn't even get it out of his mouth that yes, the house was burning down. I had a, He had a pot on fire in my kitchen. Yep, house on fire. 
took the pot, the pot outside. Now, thankfully, the child was smart enough, had enough wit about him because he, he had trained. We had trained through things, not to say a fire moment, but the, the Lord had given him enough insight to know what we had done. He had actually turned the flame off, turned the fan on, put the lid on the pot. The room was just smoky at that point. All I had to do was take the pot outside, let it, you know, open the windows, turn the fans on, let the room clear. All was well. No burn, no scorch, no... The pot was jacked. I wasn't going to mess with that. It was old pot. You know, I wasn't going to mess with it. No big deal. But do I yell and scream at the kid because I'm mad now because he burned my favorite pot? Or do I get excited and, and praise him for the fact that he kept his wits about him? He was able to take care of the issue and come get me and didn't get himself hurt. He's not burned. The house is not scorched. The house is not on fire. We, we, we have a place to live and let's be excited. Let's praise God and keep it moving. It was a teaching moment for all the other kids, too, because that kid ran past three other kids that were in their rooms working. And then at that moment, one boy was sitting on the, at the bar working that was like 10 feet from the kitchen, never took a time to pay any attention. There was nothing that they were doing in those classes that, that kept them so busy that they couldn't smell smoke in their house from 10 or 15 feet away. The rant here is to say this, we, as we need to take responsibility for our relationship with Christ, with responsibility for our children, responsibility in our jobs, yeah, it's tiring. I get it. I, trust me. I got five sons total. Still trying to make sure that my oldest son is doing well, make sure he knows he's connected and loved and making sure he doesn't think that just because he's 25, getting ready to turn 26, nobody cares and loves about him. No, it's about all of them. We've got to take priorities. And, 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 yeah, we all have to make priorities and take responsibility. We all have to take those moments that are for us to have healthy life and self-care. We And people may be asking, well, Craig, how do I do that? Everything's everything's closed and we, you can't go anywhere. Well, you can. A lot of you are obviously going somewhere because you got COVID numbers going up and down. And people wonder how you got it. How did you get it? You weren't supposed to be going anywhere. Oh, well, you know, you can't stay in all the time. Okay, wait a minute. Did you get it from the supermarket? Did you get it from the gas station? Did you get COVID from the bank? Okay, you must have gotten COVID on your job when you went into the office. Oh, no? Oh, you got COVID when you had that party of 15 or 20? Oh, you, oh, wait a minute, no, no. When you, when you went to the beach and you had the bonfire with all those people. Oh, no, no, no. You got, you got the COVID when you was walking around without the mask at the MAGA demonstration or the other demonstration, the Black Lives Matter presentation and demonstration. Or you, you must have got it when you stormed the Capitol or, or before. Oh, I got you. I got you. You got it when you were at church or that concert or whatever else you were at. Oh, oh my, my bad. You weren't wearing a mask? Oh, you're too healthy to wear a mask. I got you. I got you. But I'm not too healthy to wear a mask. My my other three sons who have asthma issues, they're not they're not too healthy to wear a mask. So if you don't want to wear a mask and try to be healthy for someone else, let's not be selfish enough to make it for some or make it about somebody else as well. My bad. This past year, have we actually sat down and actually listened and to what the Lord is saying to us. Have we asked the Lord, Lord, what am I need to, what am I supposed to learn during this last year that I haven't been able to do the things that I've wanted to do? We weren't supposed to have gatherings at Thanksgiving. We weren't supposed to have gatherings at Christmas. 
I know people still having big mass gatherings and people over and dining and pissed off mad because they couldn't do it. Can't go see the people. I know people have had babies during this time and had to make special preparations for that. Folks can't go to their favorite sporting events like they want to. People are mad and the college dudes and other sports events they want to have because it's all about the dollar bill, y'all. So so help me understand, what are we learning during this time? Are we even, even using the sanitizer right now? I, I, I still wear rubber gloves when I go to, the, to pump gas because... I don't know where this stuff is coming from, and I need to be responsible. All right, break's coming up, so the music's all about. We'll be right back after this break. I'm Craig Carlisle, and this is the Raising Men Show. Hey, everyone. My name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKBY 1080 AM. All right, back at it, back at it. Where are we at with this thing in this year? What have we learned? What have you asked God for? And if you haven't asked, like most of us are sitting around going, uh, I can't go here, I'm mad. I can't go here, I'm mad. I'm depressed, I'm sad. I'm feeling some kind of way. I, I, I know I need to get some help, but I'm not going to get the help I need and have someone help me become a better person, have somebody. I mean, let me learn something. Let me, let me journal or I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix myself because if I even ask for help, it makes me look foolish. And that's probably, probably why I didn't go ask God anything because, you know, God's not going to talk to me anyway because I, I don't want to have to come at God like I don't know. Cause, but God already knows that you don't know. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what we're thinking. He understands all and sees all, but we just got to speak up and speak out those things. But if we spoke on the word of God, spoke the declarations in our life that are positive and not the negative things in our life, we'd have a fighting chance. But do we just speak on it when we watch church on video, church online? Do we speak the declarations then? Do we even sing? Well, we don't really have to sing now because ain't nobody watching. So I'm watching, I'm watching the church have worship. I'm watching the church have their offering up online to give. I'm watching the pastor talk online. I'm not reading along with. You got the words on screen. Did you even read the the scriptures during the week after sermon? No. But they're on. But they're online though. Huh. All this. It, it, it's so often. A lot of our friends are posting scriptures. And anybody reading that scripture, or are you just liking and clicking and keep it moving? Hmm. This year, the Lord has spent a lot of time trying to make sure that we just don't quote the scripture 
we have to know the scripture, like on the inside, like knowing, like you know when you take your next breath that the air is going to be there. Have we done that? Are you doing that? Some of us are. Some of us even fasting at the top of the year, giving, offering God our first fruits. And some folks think, I can't fast. I can't fast. I got to take my pressure medicine. You know, my pressure, you know, my pressure high, my pressure high. I got to eat with my my medications. I got to eat. I get it. But are you spending time denying yourself for something? Are you even denying yourself a negative thought? Fast from a negative thought. How about that? That's a good idea. Let's not be super religious or super spiritual about things and, and, and seek God on the real because God is, is basic. I used to think that God, you know, for, for, for people to really have a relationship for God or with God and for God to, us to get God's attention, we had to do something major, right? Like, like climb Mount Kilimanjaro in the snow naked with our shoes off in the snow. I thought, oh man, that's God, man. I'm, that, that's a God thing. Or I'm going to go give all this money to the poor and go out in Africa and, and give. And nothing wrong with, it's nothing wrong with giving food to Africa. Nothing wrong with sending clothes and stuff to Africa. But I, I always say, it's funny that I could feed the children for five bucks a month or five bucks a week. But my kids aren't eating. I don't have gas in my car. My next door neighbor kid's not eating. My next door neighbor's lights not even on. My next door neighbor's kids not on. But, but you know, Craig, everybody got their cell phones for the kid. They got the new Jordans. Why right now you buy the new Jordans anyway? You can't go nowhere. Oh, I forgot. I mean, maybe I'm the only one living in California because California's on our second round of purple. But it don't matter because I, I had to go to, you know, a little ways, about 45 minutes away to take care of some stuff, run some errands that were essential. They were essential. Freeway have traffic on a Sunday. How you have traffic on a Sunday when you're in purple quarantine? How's that possible? Because just a few months ago, when the freeways were when were wide open, the coyotes are running all over the place. Nobody was out. It wasn't purple then, and people wonder why is why is the are the COVID numbers so high? Because the people are out. What is the Okay, let's make it even better. Let's get off COVID. When are we going to keep God first so that riots don't break out? When are we going to have, when are we going to keep God first so our kids don't break out? Hmm. When are we going to keep God first so our marriages don't break out? When are we going to keep God first so we don't break out? Huh. When are we going to actually live for God all the way out to the point where he's actually proud of us for doing exactly what we volunteered to do? Now, people can say what we're called to do, say any way you want it, but it's the same thing. When are we going to do that? Any of us walking in our calling during this time? Writing that book you're supposed to? Speaking truth into the lives of others? Believing the truth about yourself? Hearing the truth about from God? Meditating on the word? 
fasting, praying, speaking life into others, being a good neighbor, being a good steward, helping the widows and the orphans, helping those that are less fortunate, not taking them advantage and pimping the system, not paying your mortgage and buying stuff and buying cars when you don't have a, well, let me stop because I'm going to hit too close to home because I know some of y'all buying brand new cars with them stimulus checks not paying your mortgage and paying your rent because you know they can't they can't evict you right now because the whole thing that Congress signed there's no evictions but you're going to be in you're not going to be a good steward and manage in in render under Caesar what is Caesar's because you're going to you're going to not pay your rent or your mortgage but you went and bought that brand new car or the brand new J's or some brand new furniture to go in that house or apartment that you're not paying for. Hmm. All right, let me stop. Instead of using a stimulus check to actually put food on your table and pay those bills that are lingering that you didn't have a means to pay for when the job told you to don't come back. Huh. It's been a year where we should should not be trying to find a loophole in the system to gain an, a competitive advantage but it's a year that we should have been finding out how do we become a better Christian and take advantage of our relationship with Christ? How do we become better there? How do we actually turn from our wicked way? And, well, God's going to heal the land, right? He's going to do it. But when are we going to do that part that he called us to do? The turning from our wicked ways. Yeah, that part. How many of us still beating on our spouses, beating on our kids? How many people still have their neighbor's mouth? Oh, I'm sorry, I said it right. How, how many of us still have our neighbor's name in your mouth talking trash about your neighbor? Talking trash about people? Bad relationships. Totally bad. Talking about your family like they're a dog. Lying on them, accusing them of stuff that were no, no, not even true. In the last few weeks, probably last three weeks, I've had two people accuse me of something that I didn't do. I have not even left my house to have done anything, but yet I can be accused of something I did not even do. If we would spend this time asking the Lord, Lord, what is wrong with me? What about me is not like you? How can I change up what I'm supposed to be and who I am? How can I get closer to you? How can, how can I hear from you, God? I, I need to hear from you. How, how can I do that? I need, we need to quarantine our thoughts. I don't want, that was the message I had. That was a series we dealt with last year during the pandemic, quarantining our thoughts. And, and we still let our thoughts run so often and we didn't know who we were. The enemy is coming for so many of us who are doing well and we, and we get sacked and we don't understand who we are, but the rest of us that are not doing anything, he don't need to deal with you because he already got you. If the enemy's not already twisting your mind on one thing or another, that means that you're already in the middle of his plan. What has this year in review been about for you? Review it for yourself. What have you learned? Not just the negative, but the positive as well. What what are you taking into 2021 in your mindset? Because when I started doing this year's episodes for the framework, I know my mind was like, you know what? 
I'm going to attack 2021 just like 2020 jumped on me. Because 2020 jumped on us like like right now. It was in our face like, ah. And I want to attack 2021 the same way with my prayer life, with my, with the confidence that I need to have. I, it's all about, it's okay to, to talk about a thing, but you had to be about a thing. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, I want to lose weight. Then stop eating. For me, I, I, I want to get my sinuses under control. Then stop eating and drinking the dairy products then. That's, that's just something I need to worry about. Where, what in your life that you, do you need to worry about and be about and do? What's that plank in your own eye? Our own eye. And we need to leave those specks in other people's eyes alone. Last year, we dealt with it a lot. Pulling speck or specks out of people's eye and these planks that are in our own eye. We couldn't even see how to get their stuff out. I don't know. We, I don't even know how we saw how to walk across the house. Because most of us were so worried about what other people were doing or not doing. I don't worry about people not wearing masks anymore. I went to some other places when I went out this weekend to grab my essential stuff and be on about my business. I had my mask. Somebody asked me, hey, dude, I need, do, I, do I need to put my, put my mask on? I'm like, well, the law, well, not the law, the, the uh, mandate is yes, you do. But I can't worry about you. I have to worry about me in my house. We will serve the Lord. So I have to honor my own kids. I have to come back virus free in my own house. I have to teach my kids that what they're doing is right, wrong, or indifferent. I got to handle that. I can't worry about what you do in your house. I can't. That That's just so far outside of my program right now. I, and I learned a lesson when I got that. When I got, 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 got a little soft with that, I got a little loose with that judgment. Yeah, I got snapped back and people reminded me quick, those are... You know, those were not my areas of expertise, but my kid are my areas of expertise, so I'm going to stay right there. What in this year are you going to go after with all you have? Because some of us don't have 40 more years in the desert to walk around that blessing. For me, there's some things from God I know. I've been, I've been thinking since like November or right around, I think it was right just after Thanksgiving, around that time, I've been feeling there's something major coming from God, something major good coming from God that, that I, I just needed to pay attention to that I've been expecting from God. And so if I'm expecting good from God, that means I need to be doing good with what God's already given me. I can't sit around in my house waiting under the covers for God to come in and do something in my life. I got to be about what he's already given me. If I'm sitting around not using my gifts and talent, if I'm sitting around not believing that, that God has a word for me, if I'm sitting around not believing that what God has already given me to do I should be doing, that means I'm like that servant, the servant or that slave that sat around and, and put that one talent under a bush that their master gave them when they went somewhere on a trip. So when the master came back looking for an accounting of what did you do with what I gave you? And that wicked slave said, oh God, oh master, I know that you're a wicked man and a taskmaster, so I didn't do anything. I know you were really demanding, so I put the one talent under the under the bush. So God, I, I, I just like us, God, I, I know you give me the word of gift of prophecy, but I didn't I didn't want to share. I know, God, I know that you give me the, the ruah, the voice, the breath of God to speak to your people, but I, I wanted to hold silent. I just kind of put that down. Okay, I know I hear the music. We have a break coming up. You're listening to The Raising Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We'll be right back with our last segment right after these messages. It's been a long time. Preach, preach. If you really want to party with me, you got it. 
This is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to live and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for air times and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore It Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. Last segment, last segment. We got to get this thing and get to the, the point across and get out of here. It's a year is the topic we're dealing with. If we took a break from the, it begins at home, but the truth is it's, it's really an extension of the same topic because we can't make change in the world if we don't begin at home. We can't, we have to review what happened last year in our homes to find out what we're going to do this year. For some of us, we're looking at a repeat of last year because we're not taking care of ourselves. We refuse to do anything to keep ourselves safe because we don't believe it's happening. We we want to make sure everybody else, you know, is laughed at and ridiculed and publicly ostracized because because what we do to try to protect ourselves is, is counterculture to what you're trying to do to disprove it. That's fine, but you know what? What you do for you is good. What I'm going to do for me is good. Your kids going to fail out of school? My kids going to fail at school if we're both not paying attention. At some point, we need to take responsibility for our kids, for ourselves. You're going to lose weight or gain weight during COVID? You're going to lose, you're going to gain your COVID-19 pounds or are you going to lose your COVID-19 pounds or is it 38 pounds by this time? But we have to understand, you have to admit to yourself, what are you going to do with this year? <clears throat> because some folks are thinking that just because we're changing political power and political struggle that it's going to be any different oh no no no! don't get it twisted you still got a COVID problem you still got a cancer problem you still got a diabetes problem you probably have a bigger diabetes problem now because you're sitting around eating up everything you can find to eat because so many of us are hoarding right now because you're not sure of what's going to happen when inauguration day comes are the folks going to ride and burn the supermarkets down can i get food or no 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 i gotta save the toothpaste and toothpaste toilet paper and bubble gum in my house and and i laugh and i say that truthfully and joking at the same time my sons bought me a barbecue grill for christmas and on christmas day this you know they had surprised me i'm you know my 17 year old started to put it together and then other kids came asking me dad you gonna go find some propane you gonna go find some propane and i don't know the their kids and I, lord god bless them bless them lord bless them real good but they forget the stores aren't really open on christmas morning when the world am i gonna get propane at like 9 10 11 o'clock in the morning on christmas morning I was sitting there driving. I went to five stores, y'all, trying to find me some propane. Walmart clothes. They were smart. Home Depot, Lowe's clothes. They were smart. But the gas stations, they were open. And the four stations I went to, they didn't have propane. Each store said they didn't know when they were going to get any propane. 
propane in my area, little smaller towns, consumption is up by 40%. Now, okay, it's easy to say, well, you know, Craig, because people are supposed to stay home and, and cook and eat and not go out. So that's why the propane consumption is up. I'm like, nah, mm-mm. I, I, don't, I don't put that out there on, on y'all because most of y'all don't know how to cook. Most of y'all still have an Uber Eats and pizza delivered to your house. So I, I know you're not cooking it like that. A lot of folks are hoarding the propane because they're, want, they're going to use it for heating and other things when they think the war break out. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to, but just don't call me when you look for propane because I couldn't find no propane. Because there's no way in the world that y'all are out there barbecuing in the cold wasn't propane, and no one's putting propane in their house for heating. Somebody said to me, oh, no, Craig, it's, for, it's to warm people's houses for heating. Come on now. I live in Southern California by the beach. Nobody house in California, in California by the beach got a propane fireplace. In the house, hello, it's not happening. It's hoarding. People are putting it on the side for when trouble break loose, they'll have it. Tell the truth, shame the devil. I got two cans because I wasn't sure when I want to see propane again. And I'm cooking, I'm barbecuing out back a lot because I'm cooking. I know how to cook. My four youngest sons know how to cook. My oldest boy knows how to cook and plate. He makes beautiful plates. I'm like, boy, how do you do that? Because I know I didn't teach you and your mama didn't teach you either because she didn't know how to plate herself. I'm saying this rant to say to, to make everybody understand that 2021 is going to be a sharp reminder of what 2020 was. People wait, oh, well, wait till we get the vaccination. It's going to be all better. Wait, okay, wait a minute. If you're waiting on the vaccination for the version of strain of COVID that we had all of 2020, when it's already been strained and mutated to the point where they're just now telling us this is UK strain, huh? I wonder if the extreme mutation that they haven't seen is going to be covered and prevented by the vaccination that we won't get until late 2021 since I'm not a healthcare worker or first responder. Huh. But yeah, we're going to still go out there and, and not sanitize. We're going to go out there and still shake hands and not sanitize. Still going to go out there and want to Eating your favorite restaurant. And I'm not taking, I'm not saying anything about restaurants because I know some of my good friends have restaurants and I want them to th- thrive and prosper. That's why I go order my food from them, wear my mask, sit in my car while I'm waiting, and I'll come on back to the house because I can get my food that way. Because I love me some, you know, some Sharon's and I need Sharon's to stay open and I need all the rest of my favorite, you know, eateries places to stay open. So support your businesses, local and, and foreign. And foreign means in another city, you're going to drive someplace else let's let's, let's let's make sure we understand what that means we've got to get a plan together not for storing up toilet paper and paper towels but storing up our goods in heaven storing up the word of god in our hearts we need to make a plan so we understand that when we're speaking life to our neighbors instead of death out there in the riot veil and burning things down and Attacking buildings, and I always think of the problem when people attack things that are public that don't being attacked by people that don't look like me. Because my thought is, I know they're going to shoot me if I'm out there, you know, because the, the the show of force by law enforcement was a lot less for when the MAGA people were out there storming the Capitol than if it had been a black than at the last Black Lives Matter movement in any city. And that's a 
truth. And I don't care what you say. We know that's a true statement. And if you don't think it's a true statement, watch some of your favorite shows that are back on the TV right now. Because I've watched four of my favorite shows that are back on TV right now. And they're all saying, hmm, I wonder if the response to this patient or that person or that character would have been different had he been black. Would it have been a different story than that patient over there that was white? You must know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Okay, you're going to say this. Oh, you know, you can't use, put the word on it like that and then make it twist to your understanding. But that's truth. There is a difference that unfortunately we're exercising. And going into this year, some of us are continuing to repeat that same difference, that same truth. And it's not making any of us free at that point because it's still a lie. That we're not any different on the inside. We all bleed the same. We all have the same God because we were created by the same person. Perfect in every detail. And the moment people get that in their mind, it's going to be the first thing that's going to make them free. So I don't know what you want about last year. If people didn't like, if you didn't like your last year, I didn't. I liked my last year. But Lord bless us to start a, another uh, another radio show, a Christian hip hop show, The Framework. Lord bless us to be syndicating within the first week. It is doing well, prospering. We are building our own broadcasting company. Remnant Media is the name of that company. We're going to be having all kind of positive content on there. Coming out into 2021, getting ready to launch in about a month or two with our first set of on-demand programming. This is the stuff we asked the Lord for last year. So my this year is going to be good and continue to be good and prosperous because that's what I sought the Lord. I, we have been bearing seeds of harvest along the way. If you're harvesting seeds of discontent and anger and, and just malcontent, you're going to reap all that harvest right now in your life and for every season to come until you get your year right. And you get your year right by beginning to listen to the word of God, seeking him first. Yeah. Turning from your wicked way. Yeah. Do all the repenting there. Yeah. Then he'll heal your land. But you got to put in that work first. All right. We got to go. It's the Raising Men Show. And I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We'll see you next time. WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.